Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. It's time for another episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. Hey, thanks for your company today. We really appreciate you taking the time to throw us into your ears. Now, this week... Well, well, there's going to be some laughter, okay? I'm just, I'm just going to say there's going to be some laughter. And also, if you can cast your minds back to the Drew Pritchard episode, you may remember a recurring theme. And, well, that's going to be revisited because the victim of said theme is our super special guest. I'm very pleased to be able to welcome the man, the myth, the rumour... <laughs> <laughs> the proverbial elephant in the room. What a build. I love the idea yeah. that somebody, somebody hasn't read the title because the podcast has flipped over to the next episode in the car. And they're yeah. thinking, who are they about to introduce? Well, can we just go back to throwing it in your ears? <laughs> Is it Jolly FM? That was coming in your ears. Exactly. Yeah. That's the voice of Mr. Paul Cowlin, TV's <laughs> finest. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank now, you for having on. me in your very exquisitely prepared trailer, I have to say. Yeah, we're in the Driven Chat truck. We are on site at Caffeine and Machine. We've done a couple of these now. Um, the Maria Costello one, I'm trying to burn from my memory after all the <laughs> various <laughs> different yeah, promises bike, that we're being bullied into. Now, well, that, well, that will have come out by now, so you can say what's happened. That's been out, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So tell the yeah. lovely people what you've agreed to do. No, I haven't. <laughs> Before we get onto that, here's a quick sting. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. There you go, find out more at drivenchat.com. Now then. Can we do our own voiceover stings Paul, throughout I, the podcast? You can, do, you can do anything you like. You can Driven do anything you like. Andy J. Very 
good, actually. That's very nice, yeah, actually. Paul, yeah, one thing I've noticed, right, is, is Paul has a lovely voice. Like on the telly, you're, you're quite an aggressive so-and-so. You, because you're... A, <laughs> <laughs> you're I thought you were about to say, on the telly, you sound awful. No, no, no. Because, you know, you're a unit, Paul. You're a big lad, aren't you? You're work. Well, only because you're comparing me to Drew. No, he is. No, you're like, what are you, Paul? Five eight, five nine, At least. Yeah. No, what are you, six When it's when it's warm, I'm a little longer. Very long legs. Oh, we're talking feet. Sorry. Oh, no, uh, six foot four. Six foot yeah. four. So we're six going back four. to Drew's rumours now, aren't we? Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. We, we can go there if you like. I wasn't going to uh, bring it up. Well, I think we should address that first of all. And also, I'd like to point out it was very cold that day. So, for those of you that remember the Driven Chat podcast with Drew Pritchard, Drew made reference to the fact that well, he he basically said Paul had a micro penis. Those were his words. But he uh, actually said he'd see me naked, and I think we are there delving into the realms of Drew Pritchard's he sexual fantasy. Yeah, he did. He did say that. He did say he'd see. He'd like to point Drew. out for legal reasons, he has never seen me. Naked, he'd probably quite like to. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't. Maybe, it was maybe a dream. he's maybe he's just had lucid dreams. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, because you have to remember, a lot of the time he is drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's off the booze at the moment, isn't he? He's what he says. Okay, yeah, that just means he's probably on the maths. So, so is there anything you would like to um, re-establish, Paul? Is there anything you'd like to put on the table? Quash the well, I'd like to point out we here. Thinking, and now, it's a purely platonic relationship. It's utterly professional. We've been through thick and thin together, not just talking about the differences in our hairstyles. Mm. It's just a professional relationship. That's all it is. Okay, it's definitely not a friendship. No. No, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> very good. I, w- I would also like to point out that Paul is wearing short shorts. right? Not now. that they short. Are, well, mm. is, the, is the tip poking out? <laughs> oh, right, I'm, I'm going back inside. So, so John Malkar is terrified this is going to descend well, no, into, it's going into, his way, into willy he's, he's sitting near us. <sighs> He's John, just worrying what's going to happen. He asked to sit next to you, Paul. He was he was very he was expressly Adamant. clear. You know, he was like, when when Paul Cowling comes in, can I sit? Because I can. It was like my eyes can just wander without him knowing. Absolutely. It's like you lock True. him onto the quiz bit, and I can just stare. I'd at his like crotch. to say these are knee length shorts, which is clearly what's required. When you sit down mm. there, they, they do they come up a little bit, don't they? Just well, you shouldn't be looking. What's I'm the? Not, um, I'm yeah. trying to. I'm what, looking what? at your in your eyes. Eye contact. <laughs> eye contact is there. Yeah, you know, my eyes are not down here. Amy. It's because That's John cool. whispered to me. He's like, they, they go a bit short, don't oh, they? And goodness. I was like, okay, well, listen, listen, people, just just very briefly, I want to cast your eyes to what's going on behind us. The driven chat truck here at Caffeine Machine. Just describe what I can see. Corvette. For early model. C4, two-tone, yeah. top half silver, bottom half Look black. Look at the wheels. Think face from the A-team, that model, but in silver over black. I think the best C4. I have a later C4 with a facelift, and I don't think it's quite as good as that one. That's the one yes, you want. Listen, that little Very rumble nice. as well. Yeah, it's a lovely sound. A little 350. I love yeah. that you went think face from the A-team, because John and Amy won't even know what the A-team is. <laughs> I know they're so young. You know, they'll think it's like an alphabet thing. The older people... <laughs> Google it. Face from the A-Team. What a great... Do you not remember the A-Team? What a I know of the A-Team. Wa- yeah. I've never seen it. Next, you're telling me you've never seen, seen Knight Rider. What? Mm, no. no. I've, done, I've done a lot of events with, with Big Dave. Yeah. And I don't want to watch the Hoff. any episode. Yeah. You've worked with the Hoff. Many times. Did you hassle yeah. him? What? I did hassle the Hoff. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I've spent more time... Hassling Hoff. Yeah. Programming sat-navs for the Hoff than I've spent programming sat-navs for anyone else. He speaks into his life. watch and it all happens. It doesn't. Yeah, he used to be <laughs> there. He's used to now. Kit taking care of the directions. The thing, you know, that he doesn't need to know where to go. Kit does that thing. <laughs> What's he like to work with? Come on, give us your best David Hasselhoff story. He's, Come on. Look, he's a lovely man. He is, he is a lovely man. Did you have a man crush on him? No. No. I, that, so well, we're he going can't back be that to, lovely then. We're going back to Gumball days. So David Hasselhoff was a, was a regular guest entrant on the Gumball Rally. So he'd come along, he'd get given a car to yeah. drive and this, that and the other. And like you say, I just assumed, you know, God, he's travelled the world, he's a he's a well travelled man. He'll he'll take this in his stride. 
he needs to be told when to scratch his nose. Like he's literally he's he's like a child. Like a robot that's been turned on for the first time that you've then got to tell how to do everything. So it's like, right, today we're driving to Barcelona. What country is that in? Okay. Oh, right. really? Yeah, no. like, that just yeah. be because he's American and has no grasp of geography, though. Yeah, <laughs> Europe is Europe. And, <laughs> yeah. But he... I am in Europe. I very much enjoyed the time I had with David three years running. Your guest entry um, with David. But, of course, yeah. it became a running joke in the Gumball office that David's going to need someone to help him out, you know, teach him how to drive that particular car or how that sat-nav thing works. And, of course, it was, right, Mark, oh, there you go, step forward. And, yeah, I have very fond memories. There's a brilliant photograph of me and David Hasselhoff in Tallinn in Estonia flicking the Vs at a load of photographers. <laughs> it's does he brilliant. drive stick? Does David drive stick? No. He doesn't? No, he doesn't. I'm sure Maybe he Americans can. Americans don't drive manual cars, do they? I, I think, find that yeah, so weird. I think he can. But, yeah, we had him in a GTR one year, which, of course, is paddles. We yeah. had him in... Um, I think we had him in Aston, which was a which was the auto paddle box and stuff. He's more comfortable. The, the less you can give him to operate, the better it is. He's used to everyone. a car that drives well, exactly. itself. <laughs> yeah, true. He doesn't oh, need to point. know how yeah. to drive. Yeah. He, he doesn't the car need to future. know the way or how to drive. Kit does all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, John, come on, know your subject. I still got his phone number. Should we text him? Do yes. it. Should we text yeah, him? Who's the most yes. famous person on your phone, John Markar? It's probably Ooh. the half. Is yeah. it? That's yeah. pretty good. That's that's an. Okay, John. Right, John, do this for me now, please. Oh no. Okay. Text the Hoff. Hoff, I'm sitting with Paul Cowland. Well hung or not? <laughs> He's not seen it. <laughs> and Do let's you know, see if the Hoff replies. In a Venn diagram of people that you know and situations you nearly got into. The Hoff, because I have a Knight Rider replica, and he nearly borrowed it when he was doing pantomime at the Nottingham Playhouse. No way. They literally he ne- emailed he nearly and said, borrowed it. You, you would have had to show him how to drive it. I would. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely. So that's mad. So All right, I'll text him. Text him exa- exactly that now. Let's just... Well, you can you can bear witness. We to could this. do a reply to what we could do, like a Michael McIntyre. Let's text all the people in John's phone. <laughs> let's definitely with a funny thing. Not and then do let's, that. See, let's do reply to all or sensible, whatever it is. Have you had a text conversation with the Hoff historically? Oh, John? do you know what? This is embarrassing. What? He hasn't got it. Other phone. It's, it's oh, oh, not the classic. What? He's in my other phone. Oh, other hang on, phone. this is embarrassing. It's actually Bob Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I would have had the number. Um, leave leave it with me. Hasselhoff's cleaner. I've got his. <laughs> 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 um, leave it with me. I'll uh, I'll fix this one way or another. I'll, we'll text the Hoff before the day is out. Let's just tweet him. Do just do at David yeah. Hasselhoff. He, just do, he can't do Twitter. <laughs> Good lord! He's got a Nokia thirty two ten. Great phone. I feel, I feel that John yeah. has stepped away from the challenge in, in a in a reasonably poor way. There, yeah, John. he's done that one, hasn't he? No, that's he has done I'll get you the photo of me and Hoff flicking the video. I don't care about the photo. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know if he thinks Paul's hung like a gorilla or not. I'm, I'm sure he will. I say gorilla because apparently they have very small penises. Apparently, yeah. yeah I've never looked. Two centimeters. That's enough. Though, or is it two it? inches? I think it's two inches. How is this? I, I don't know why I'm looking at the nails. What's going on? The weight of the hammer. That's the thing. It's the silver back. Yeah. So, Paul. <laughs> Many people. Uh, we didn't, Paul, we did not get you on here just to discuss Johnson's. Okay, no, okay? correct. That is absolutely correct. not. For example. Oh, what a lovely side it was. Paul, I, I've often described John Markar as somebody that knows more about cars than anyone I know. However, he's now Ooh, sitting with challenge. a. Challenge. Well, no, yes, basically. We're doing top trump. He's sitting with a genuine car legend here. Yeah, that's true. To be fair. True. You know, Paul, you're, you're similar in age. Uh, no, John's I'm, much younger than me. Come on, I'm, I'm flattering you now. Oh, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Coming up to another Whereas dick John, length thing. You, you, know? you know, me and Drew are only three years apart. Did you know that? You're not. Yeah, You're 53. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe Drew is 50? All my friends think he's like 65. <laughs> <laughs> they genuinely said that. I don't. I, I wouldn't. If you'd have asked Drew's me how. Listening, I, I wouldn't have But Drew always says 50 is the new 30. He says. Of course he'd say that. He's a man banned from driving. But... <laughs> 
It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm 47 next month. So tell yeah, us about we your. We are the same age. Tell us about your ring weekends because that. My ring week. You need to come up. We know about ring weekends. weekends just now. So we Andy, then check in again. Darren Langeveld, a good friend of ours. Yeah. Lovely, lovely man. Local. And lad. that is a name and a half, isn't it? Langeveld. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's a top Cracking lad. Is our Darren? And like John, you know, lovely, lovely looking man. And oh. he. Um, you think John's a lovely looking man? Yeah, isn't he? He's a handsome chap. Oh, thanks, I mean, Paul. we can't deny it. And uh, oh, I can say it. Darren basically hires the Nurburgring for two days at a time, and then sells tickets for you to go and drive it. So if you want to go and drive unadulterated, unmolested on the Nurburgring, no bikes, no buses. Yep. I mean, Probably I'll be there on my motorbike, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's yeah. amazing. You need to go. If you, if you want to go and try the Nürburgring, check him out. How much does it cost to hire the Nürburgring? A house, basically. Yeah. You could buy a very nice house. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So of does he sell tickets for it, then? Yeah. Or is he just ridiculously yeah. generous? It's no. just like, it, it's the same. It, it, the, like hiring any track in, in the UK or anywhere, It's the, the ethos is the same as hiring tickets to the parish hall. You, you hire the parish hall, you sell your tickets. With the Nürburgring for ring weekends, it tends to be a two-day event. Um, the tickets aren't cheap. You know, if you want to go and do one of these track days, a couple of grand, you'll end up spending a couple, a couple of grand. Of grand. Is yeah. that how much you charge, Paul, for access to at the, least? Is it for my ring weekends? Yeah, <laughs> your ring weekends. But and, and how much does Drew have to pay? He gets it free. He's a friend, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great yeah. way to do it if you want to go and experience that track. And it is if you've never been, it's one of those places that everybody should go. It's a cliche, but mm. it's a definite bucket list yeah. thing. Yeah. It? it is. It really and the Nurburgring, as many many people will know, it's it's terrifying for many reasons. Firstly, because it is a very technical track. It, it, there's a reason it's got the nickname the Green Hell, and for the vast majority of people, their only way of driving it is on another fantastic word, Touristenfahrten, yeah. which is where you They're effectively back. drive... Touristenfahrten. Touristenfahrten, yes. Okay. That on your means, ring weekend. That means, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, they, I, I understand... <laughs> they try it themselves, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they I, do. I mean, I'm just, you know... And when you want to leave the track, you uh, you do so via the Asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Yes. There's a lot of Auschwitz, isn't there? Yeah. As you wow. go down the road, yeah. you yeah. see a lot of Auschwitz. Yeah. What do you have to wear if you're... Uh, always a fresh helmet. A bit of always a helmet, shiny helmet. Put, put your helmet on. Right, yeah. so you've got to prove you've got a helmet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't worry, you'll be riding motorbikes by then. This is the most pure old podcast. They're going to be editing this going, can't use that, can't use that. When you say, you, first, first, 10 when minutes you say they'll be editing, the, uh, guess who's editing it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we should start with something you can actually use. It's just an ob joke so far. <laughs> That's, fine. 10 minutes. That's fine. Look, we're allowed 13 minutes of knob jokes, and then okay. we can talk to you. We have a quota. We've got 30 seconds left of Yeah, that's it now. There we are. There we are. talk about <laughs> yeah, I I felt like we were we were about to get. Oh, sorry, I was should, trying to. We and should, you brought it back. Right, to let's go else. back to Nurburgring very briefly because yeah, the reason that the Ring Weekends event is so good is because you can actually drive the Nurburgring as a UK driver and have insurance. You cannot do that on a tourist and farting day. Tourist and farting basically means tourist access. It's a it becomes a toll road. You pay thirty or forty euros to do a lap. If you crash on that lap, it can be very expensive. You pay for the stoppage, basically. You pay um, for the loss of revenue that they get from not having people going around. Yeah, and as well as the barriers yeah. that you've damaged, as well as the other cars that you've damaged, as well as the track closure, as well as the tow truck that comes to get you, as well as the air ambulance that needs to come for the poor, poor bloke that's crashed into the back of you. You I pay was, for everything. I was told uh, uh, one of these kind of mythical sentences mm. about the green hell, being that something along the lines of 30 or 40 bikers are lost to the woods annually. Not that, that, so much these days, yeah, but certainly once barriers, upon a time. Yeah, once upon days. a time, absolutely. Really? There so are people that have fallen off. Of it, it's mad, isn't it? If you yeah. look at the old footage in the 60s and 70s, there's no barrier. Nothing. There's this great, what's it called? That amazing, is it Black Friday or something? Oh, an amazing, Car Freitag. Yeah, on um, 
YouTube, check it out, and it's from the 1970s, and it's just tourist laps. There's people in old vehicles oh, rolling over at Force. Yeah, literally. Yeah. At Adnau Force, yeah. just everybody's flying off. Volkswagen Beetles with the doors falling off as they're rolling over. Glass windows <laughs> literally falling people out of cars. falling out. No seatbelts, because yeah. seatbelts weren't a thing. And people getting thrown out of the cars, and this is one day, isn't it? It's yeah, about yeah. 50 crashes. Everyone all right? Yeah, everyone's okay. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they were fine. But yeah, no. People had bigger hair all? in the 70s. It was right. more protective. In all seriousness, though, you know, people, even in recent years not in you know the last 10 years or so have flipped cars cars have gone over the barriers nobody knows like because if you're in that car and you've gone over the barrier bear in mind it's 14 kilometers long the furthest you've got a thousand feet of elevation change between the highest and the lowest point it goes through woods it goes through forests so if your car goes over the barrier somehow which can happen it's a freak accident but it can happen and you go down one of these hills into the woods and you're the only person in that car and nobody's there to see you happen Who's going to know? A lot of wood got to what Darren does, though, he has transponders in the car, so if you do crash, they, yeah, can, they, can, spot they can find you. Well, and also, yeah. I do need to counter that slightly. And that's speaking as a parent. If I knew my kid was going to do some hot laps around the Nürburgring, and then they disappeared, I am combing that 14 kilometres is not a huge amount of time. Liam Neeson travelled <laughs> continents <laughs> to hunt people down he did. and kill them. Isn't I'm Hot Laps also the name of John Marco's failed lap dancing venture? <laughs> hey, 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 it's not failed yet, okay? I've still got one more mortgage payment to make and I'll be fine. <laughs> so I heard you had um, Hot Laps and there were two bars. There was Lap Times, which was the lap dancing side, and there was Pole Position, which was the pole dancing side. Motorsport themed oh gentleman's club. We, should we make this happen? I think we've just come up with what that. brilliant yeah. idea. <laughs> That is a that is a spin-off niche. I think it is. And what's the what's the barrier to entry? So you have to have a certain kind of car. You have to be in an M series. Well, caffeine machine. It's kind of like a car and motorsport theme pub, isn't it? Why is hey. there not a motorsport theme? Well, they do their Daikoku nights, the Japanese the cars. They do the hot rod nights. Yes. We could hot just rod. That's another one, isn't it? That's the ladies. <laughs> yep. 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 There you go. We could do. <laughs> we could talk them into some sort of gentleman's evening club. This is like Dragon's Den. Pitch it to Andy. Come on, just see what... Should we get well, Dan I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what we could, we could bring up Drew's crotch coolers as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, they could be a part of this. What did you call them before? The, Go, the, the, the groin groin cleansers. Cleansers. <laughs> <laughs> What a choice of words. Which is groin ironic, cleansers. bearing in mind Drew hasn't washed down there for oh, oh, a long God. time. I'll tell you that now. It's right. a slightly cheesy aroma on a hot day filming. Oh, I'm clearly. taking charge. I'm taking charge. Paul, how did you get into the world of television presenting? It was an what's accident, with, was it What's not? with the accent that you just used? <laughs> I just want to, want, want to get away. John suddenly went very partridge. I want to get away from... <laughs> Any mention of fromage. Uh, yeah. Or smeg. Oh, <laughs> goodness sake. Which is a, a very reputable brand of fridge freezer. This is great fridges. Where yeah. They make lovely fridges. They do. Now, listen, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Paul Cowan's, right? I, lo- I love watching you on telly, Paul. Genuinely, I love watching you on telly. I think you're fantastic. Bless you. And I also follow you on social media. And uh, and I follow you just around the streets. But yeah, I when I when I <laughs> the training order is clearly not working, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. We've had it. We've had it taken care of. Um, yesterday, now you were doing something yesterday that I'm. I think is quite interesting for this podcast, which is you decided you're, you're not a man, and I'm, I'm I'm using this liberally. You're not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man that parts with your or other people's cash quickly. You're you like a deal. I do like a deal. You like a deal, which means you're prepared to shop around. You know the value of things, particularly automotive things. You know, if I was to buy a car and John couldn't be bothered to answer his phone, I'd be calling you. You know, I'd be saying, Paul, come on, what's the best I can get for this, that, or the other, right? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yesterday, you decided to take your Amigo. Yeah. Your 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 homie for a, a bit of a shopping spree. It's an interesting one because Noel, my friend, lovely man, the most Glaswegian man in the world. So I went with him for two reasons. One, because no one can understand him. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason he's not a car guy. He's one of those people that's shopping for a car like we would shop for a washing machine. It's just something that he needs to do a job. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know what he wanted. So I said, I'll go with you round Nottingham and we'll do we've got a motor mile like many cities have. And I will sit with you and we'll find out what you want, which is what I used to do. I used to sell cars. Uh-huh. So the interesting thing was, I haven't been car shopping for a couple of years. Um, I mean, you don't need to go car shopping, really. You've got about a thousand cars. I do have one or two cars, but I do love the process. I like shopping. I used to be a car salesman and a sales manager and a dealer principal, and I love the process. I love if you go into a showroom, you get great service, you get welcomed nicely. It's a joy, it's a pleasure. But unfortunately, I don't know what you guys find. It's very rare. Mm. Well, the one the, the one member of this of this group that's all, always buying brand new cars is is John. <laughs> I've never you know, it's a sort of annual new car. <laughs> Sort of monthly thing. <laughs> it is like a hobby that you do at the weekend. You're like, so I, I bought this. And yeah. I like Paul. I also like buying cars. Yes. But I've never. I haven't yet bought anything new. I couldn't face that. Depreciation. We had we had quite a nice experience with with the GLC, the the, the driven chat fleet. Well, the we, band. We've, we've got some goldy looking chain. Yeah. Oh, you've got <laughs> to get them on. They are amazing. We're talking, we're talking about it. Genuinely. Oh, honestly. Can I just get my favourite goldy looking chain the story personally? So I used to do a TV show for um, Eurosport Motors at Santa Park. And there used to be an amazing show called Ultimate Streetcar, which was just yeah. so max power back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I remember that. And what we used to do as part of the show, so it was like a magazine format show. We used to go around looking at all the stuff. And we used to try and catch up with the acts as well. And if there were bands and stuff on, we'd always interview them. And you know what it's like on TV. You get your brake bumpers, so you do a throw to the brake where you say, you know, join us after the break, something exciting's happening. Give the audience a reason to come back. So I think it was Eggsy that we were talking to. I was like, mate, can we just do this thing? It's a throw to the brake, make it a bit sort of jeopardous so that people want to come back after the break it's like oh yeah no problem no problem at all i'll do that so yeah giving the microphone cameras on all right i've just had a dump join me after the break see if i wiped or not (laughs) (laughs) and we put it in the edit but that's never going in it went in (laughs) that actually went out on motors and eurosport about 10 years ago amazing brilliant it's got to be the best throw to break by any band (laughs) the tension of yeah. the audience as those yeah. ads. Everyone, everyone would have tuned in. I want to find out whether he might. <laughs> Did he answer the question at the start of the second part? I bet it, ne- I no. bet it remained unanswered. A rhetorical. To this day. <laughs> yeah, nobody That knows. may be an unwiped derriere. But they were oh, my favourite thing because you used to speak to all these acts and there was DJ Luck and MC Neat. They were... Do you remember them? Of course DJ I Lark do. Yeah. Yeah. These two won't remember. No, I remember. Oh, who are you on about? And, uh, so, and he was like, can you do me like throw to rake? I was like, what do I do? Did you have the Pied Piper on the decks as well? He was, he was there as well, yeah. yeah. He, they were all there. And he was like, what do you want me to do? I was like, I don't know. He just say something. He's like, well, don't tell me what to say. I'm going to say my own thing. Oh, I, I won't tell you what to say. Like, I don't know what to say. It's like, I don't know. Say with a little bit of luck, we can make it through the break. And he goes, I'll do that. And that's actually what he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Coming over in South South. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so you went to these dealers yesterday. Yeah. Sorry, I did love that aside, by the way. That was a fantastic anecdote. <laughs> um, and it's got me thinking about just having a break now so that we can have, also a, get have a reason on to throw. the show. We, value. I must get the GLC. We will, yeah. we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the tallest member of the Goldie-looking crew in here, definitely. Anyway, um, you went around these dealerships. Now, obviously, dealerships in particular have been out of service for a while and then and then they were one of the early adopters to be able uh, you know reopening you know we'll sell cars in a new way and so on and so forth we know that the car industry 2020 has had its biggest fight on its hands for some time you know people for whatever reason have stopped buying cars there's myriad of reasons but the fact that loads of people haven't been able to work probably being a pretty significant one and we've all had to revise how we spend money and what we're doing therefore you would thoroughly expect those dealerships that are open and those people that are in employment on those dealerships to double down, to go all out to sell you their cars. You know, red carpet treatment, which is why I was quite weirded out to learn from your social media post, Paul. That simply wasn't the case. It was bizarre. I mean, that's the thing. So I used to do car sales. I used to have a lovely opening because you don't, you get that thing, don't you? You walk into a car showroom, you don't want to be hassled, but you don't want to be ignored. Yeah. There's always a, a lovely point in the middle where there's kind of best of both. And the opener I used to do when I was a car salesman, it was incredibly successful. You see somebody come in, you just kind of walk across them and you just say, look, I'm just getting a cup of tea on. Would you like one? So you've kind of acknowledged that they're there. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure. You must have had to wee all the time. Oh, man. Drunk <laughs> so much tea. Drunk a lot of tea. But then you get someone a cup of tea. It's a very English thing. If you invite someone into your home and you don't mm. offer them a drink, I yeah. think that's very rude. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think if you're in my showroom, I should extend the same courtesy. Yeah. So it's a very British thing, isn't it? Uh -huh. To offer someone a drink. But it's also very welcoming. So And also just say hello or good morning or just yeah. acknowledge that they're there. Well, yeah. And it also marks for you, those that are saying yes, you know are happy to stay. And those that are saying no, they're just tyre kickers anyway. Yeah, and the thing is, tyre kicking is fine. I don't mind anyone coming into a showroom and having a look because that's how it always starts, isn't it? Yeah. But what was really weird yesterday is I went through the whole of kind of Nottinghamshire's car dealerships and saw the entire spectrum of brilliant salesmanship and terrible just ignorance, basically. Literally, we were in Audi for 20, 25 minutes. Nobody spoke to us. Really? Not even a hello. Wow. Is it possible? You know, you can see it's busy. Wow. I know that Is that brand arrogance? Is that Audi going, oh, we're Audi? Who cares? I don't, I don't know if it is. I mean, I wouldn't like to say not all Audi dealers are created equal. You know, there are great ones. There's lots <laughs> of great ones. But I just think at the moment, that whole either love of sales or love of the sales process, I think is unfortunately diminishing. And I don't think people have necessarily been trained or shown. Because car sales has changed massively in the last 10 years because of the model, the way you can buy cars online. But people haven't. That's what everyone forgets. You know, the way that we like to interact with other human beings. That's very true. Yeah. That hasn't changed in the last hundred years, really. Yeah, we talk online now, but people still like to talk, gather around, chat, feel welcomed, feel worthwhile. And if that is missing from the car sales process, I don't think people will buy a car because you don't feel valued. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also it's brand loyalty, yeah. isn't it? You know, you, you will remember when you have a great experience. You know, it, it actually at anything, that's not just about buying a car that's you remember good sales you remember yeah. happy moments and yeah. when you can associate you know a moment of feeling special feeling important feeling valued mm. with a brand you're going to like that brand for a long time yeah. also don't you think buying a car should be i always think the most fun day out yeah. if you're into cars yeah, it's an car, exciting it's an exciting experience yeah, you're going to sure. spend 10 20 30 40 grand on something that's 
Well, I mean, go, go up a bit more if you're John Mark. Oh, well, he's <laughs> got huge amounts of money. But, <laughs> but, that, but that should be a foundation. That should be a really enjoyable day yeah, of absolutely. trying should, some cars. Great it, should be, it should be a really enjoyable day, but it also it should be a pain-free day because there are plenty of people that aren't into cars that yeah. they just need a car. Yeah, that's right. And so they want something that's not going to feel like a haggle. Mm. You know, there are some people that hate the idea of the Moroccan market, you know, going yeah, in right. and, oh, walk away because that always works and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They just want They just want to be treated kindly and yeah. Yeah. listen it, genuinely this is the best i can do for you on this mm-hmm. we can back and forth if you want but i'm still can't budge from this mm-hmm. this is a cracking car it's exactly what you need yeah here are five alternatives you know you can go and walk the mile here are five alternatives you can go and look at maybe test drive the other one because that's very similar to this yeah. so just see which one you prefer if you prefer this come and buy it this is the best deal you get but that's it, and it's so easy to buy a car online now if you don't offer a point of difference as a dealership if you don't give them that cuddle and that welcome and that ability to try a few different things why not just buy a car online and the moment that people start to think that way you don't need dealerships anymore and mm. then the whole yeah. thing starts to fall down doesn't it yeah, yeah i mean you can buy a hyundai do it don't they you can you can yeah. spec you can spec your car on a hyundai website you don't need to walk into a dealership you don't need to phone and speak to a salesman you can do it all online you could do it with bentley john yeah. the car configurator has yeah. 700 different options oh, wow. which one did you choose john <laughs> two. Well, he went for two. <laughs> <laughs> one for the he did, he did yeah. the black on black on black and then the white on white on white mm-hmm. <laughs> A white evening, yeah, for the for the wedding hire company <laughs> that I'm starting. <laughs> but you're right, and I think the key thing when it comes to buying anything, not necessarily just cars, but I think I'm a firm believer of the general rule that people buy from people. Very much. If you yeah. get on with the person that's selling you the item, whether you've gone in there to buy or gone in there to consider, or you just want to have a browse, the difference that you can make in leaving that dealership, if you've had a really nice experience, you've, you've met somebody, they might not be the kind, you, your kind of person. But it's somebody you thought, ah, that was a nice guy that genuinely wanted to help. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll go back. The closest I ever came to buying something new, funnily enough, was from Ducati Coventry. And I went in and I test rode a bike that they had, and we were looking at doing a, a PCP deal on it. And anyway, it, it, the be-all and end-all was I didn't end up getting the bike because I was I didn't want to commit to the financial agreement and whatnot. But the salesman in there was so Just Any lady is listening, John is scared of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Are thing you single is, John at the moment? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Is your Mrs. Knowing your schedule of commitment? Uh, not yet. It is, we're, we're working up to it. We're it depends up to when it. the pod goes out, really. It's true, actually. Yeah. Could, could be by then. She yeah. might be here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh was a little bit job. higher than normal. Yeah. If, if the pod goes out live, next week, we're probably all right. But, <laughs> all yeah, anything can happen. Look on Tinder, he's tall. How tall are you, John? Uh, I'm 6'1. Six 6'1, one. Six one, yeah. yeah. Grinder as well. Okay. Well, yeah. you know. It's not gay, he just helps out when they're busy. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. No, but. So, what did your friend end up buying for? Oh, he didn't, didn't he? Well, probably oh. a Volvo, to be fair, because that was the best. That was an exemplary greeting, you know, drink, sit down, appraisal of the parts exchange, showed him some cars, put him in the car to drive. It's just sorting out the, the best deal now, but he probably will buy a Volvo. There okay. you go. And that was the thing, that was the, exactly the thing. I didn't buy that Ducati, but I like I got on with the salesman so much yeah, that I dating. aspire <laughs> to buy a bike from him yeah. one day. Because I he was so hospitable and welcoming, and he just, everything I want from a salesman, no push, no shove, just... Here's what it is. You want to take it for a test ride? Take it for a test ride. Da, da, da. Perfect. Amazing. And that's it. And so the, and the same outcome, I guess, with the Volvo. The dealer was obviously the one that... Yeah, well, it's true. Because nice. I bought a Volvo from the same dealer two years ago for the same reason. Because I'd, I'd done the, same, the whole day of shopping, been ignored, yeah. didn't have to name. But, right, so hang on. Your TV's Paul Cowland, yeah. okay? You have, a, you have a wide audience, but, but especially an automotive audience. Yeah. So I would assume it's a pretty safe bet the the lion's share of car dealers know who's coming through their door. No, the nice thing is they don't, and I'm really kind of quite lucky in the fact that I don't... Do you wear a wig? I don't get recognised very often. 
Which is lovely. You're kidding. No. I bet you're doing a Lexus dealership. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Lexus dealership. I've, I've done a few Lexus videos. On my path to partridgeness, <laughs> you have to have that Lexus video, don't you? You have to kind of well, do tell that us, corporate. Tell us about the coronavirus video. Paul. Yeah, I've not heard about this. Which one? The, we're welcoming you back. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I've watched that from start to finish Did twice. You? <laughs> you loved it. Can you? During. I, was, I didn't. <laughs> I was wearing a smart jacket. Re- you, did very very short short shorts. you did look very smart. Thanks. Can you remember the words? I can't remember. Come, don't you normally do a script? I had to use a script for that one, and I just, I'm just i not a script presenter. If anyone watches our show, you'll realise that. We just kind of make it up as we go. And uh, I had to talk about, I can't remember what it was, we're welcoming you back or something like that. Do you remember? Do you remember when you two won't know this? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm anyone under the age of thirty-five probably won't get this, but do you remember when you used to rent VHSs? Yes. And at the very start of those VHSs, I think it was Alan Bates was like, "Whenever you buy or rent a video, always make sure." Steve knows. Steve's listening in. <laughs> Would you remember the that there was that disclaimer? <laughs> yeah. to, there was that disclaimer to make sure that you weren't nicking this VHS. There was that music, wasn't it? Blockbusters and it was that guy and he was. You wouldn't steal a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I heard that, that music that was used was actually that they weren't allowed. To, they hadn't got the licensing to use that that, no, that music well, on the, the that copyright actual, music. Yeah, they, they, they weren't. Oh allowed. my, that is brilliant. <laughs> Do you remember that one in the IT crowd? Have you ever seen it? It's yes, on YouTube. Yes. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't steal, steal a, a car. Policeman's hat. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal a policeman's hat and then go to the toilet in his hat. <laughs> it's actually amazing. It is. It is very good. Oh, happy days, um, Paul. You have owned. Uh, I mean. A ridic- probably more cars than you've. I imagine you've lost count of how many cars you've. Yeah, it is probably approaching a thousand. Probably. <laughs> really? What? That's Seriously. Right. What's the absolute worst? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really strange. I like. I can find something positive about every car, even a really bad car. So I wouldn't say there's any car I've ever owned that I didn't like or couldn't find something that I love. So yeah. I even had an Allegro, Allegro, oh Allegro wow. Vandam Pla or Plast, <gasps> depending on which, how I think it should be pronounced. And even that car I love because that's got you know it's got Connolly leather, Wilton carpet, Walnut tea tray. Baby Bentley, isn't it? It's oh, a baby, baby Bentley. Bentley. So, okay, okay. Regular listeners will know that, that John's nemesis is a Vauxhall mocker. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you find the... can, That's a hard car to love. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it just? My that, that is the automotive equivalent of a washing machine, isn't it? That is, John's I need triumph. to get to work. I have, my hands are in the air yeah. with joy. I need to get to work and the bus is either, you know, unhygienic or not for me. Vauxhall mocker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is the best car you've ever bought? Oh, I think it's a 22B. I had a Subaru 22B, oh, yeah. which I now hugely regret selling because the problem is at the moment you've probably seen auction prices. So I bought it in 2001 for 22 grand, sold it in 2002 for 27. Thought I was Jack the Lad, did really well with it, but they're 120 grand now. Mm. Wow. And there's a low mileage one somewhere, I think, for about 290 or 300. Yeah, so you've lost, you've lost out £100,000 there, Paul. Oh, easily, and the rest. Yeah. But that's why I don't sell anything now. I just keep everything Keep up. it all just <laughs> in case. Everything, yeah. because everything's going up eventually, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. what is it? so, so the, the purchasing of cars for you, is it pleasure? Is it profit? What's the thinking? The main motivator is always I want the car. Right. Kind of everything else is second. You've got to love it, and you've got to really want it. So it's it's the pleasure of buying a car. And I love the whole process of finding it, you know, finding the story behind it, doing all the research. But then if it goes up, that's just a bonus, isn't it? And I always say to anyone because people say, "What car should I buy? What's a great classic investment?" And what's Don't the buy to a that? car 
to invest in it. Don't buy it yeah, because you, you think it's going to make money. You have yeah. to enjoy it. Buy it because you really want it, and then if it makes money, that's wonderful. What a bonus! But, if, mm. if you've got a car that you've you, you've been looking for for like for the whole of your your life, I suppose that you're still like I've not yet found the perfect one. Yeah. What what what, what, what is it? I don't know. That's a good, funny. We've just seen a really beautiful uh, Testarossa here at Caffeine and Machine. <laughs> that is definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, it's just those cars. I'm surprised you haven't had one of those. They're so expensive. The other thing is, what's interesting, I've only ever sat in a right-hand drive one. I don't fit in a right-hand drive one, being six foot four and all leg. The gentleman that owns that one has just told me the left-hand drive one's got loads more leg room. Well, it's designed, it was designed to be left-hand drive. Yeah. So the problem with Ferraris, a lot of cars of that era that are from a left-hand drive factory is that the right-hand drive was an afterthought. It was, well, we'll <laughs> drill a hole for the steering column, we'll put the pedal box in, should we line it up? Nah, it'd be fine. It's for the Brits, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah, you, you get in there and you are, you're kind of, your legs are over to the right, the steering wheel's over to the left, the gear stick, you you, you made the perfect analogy, wasn't it? Like, putting into fifth gear, you kind of had to put the gear knob under your leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most unnatural, wrong thing. But yeah, you get in a left-hand drive version. Everything and fits. It's, and it's, everything it? works. Yeah. It's like, oh, right, that's what it's supposed to be like. That's I think what I'd like to buy, but I'm really mean. I'm half Scottish, and I never really spend <laughs> that much money because it's like eighty grand probably for a nice test roster now. That just seems like an enormous amount of money mm. to me. It's a lot of money. It really I'd say yeah, I'd, I think more than that for a, for a nice one. Yeah, I don't know. Left hand drive, all right, eighty grand you'd get one. Maybe that's a bit more because of the condition, but yeah, you'd get into one for eighty. So okay. Paul, I'm going to give you twenty grand budget per yeah. per car Ooh. per car, okay. and if it's just somebody that likes their cars but doesn't know what to buy it does and like we've established this is not to make money this is just cars that they can enjoy to the, enjoy the pleasure of owning of driving i'm going to give you three cars one of them has to serve as a daily yeah one of them has to be a family car the other one can just be for pure fun well, i think you know funny enough the car i've come in today i think is going to be a future classic and you could probably buy a second hand one for 20 grand ford mustang five liter mm -hmm. which i think the, oh, the yellow one yeah. I was wondering well, whose car that was. Orange. It's yeah. orange. It's orange. Orangey yellow. Is it? Do we need to get your eyes tested, John? Well, I'm looking through the tinted window on our truck. No, it's still pretty orange. It looks it's yellow to me. It's very orange. much orange. Don't let John yeah. choose the carpets and curtains in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly colourblind. I like our green curtains. Lovely. <laughs> I just think they're an interesting car because at the moment, obviously, the world's in a state of flux, isn't it? We don't know what the motoring future is going to be. Is it electric? Is it hybrid? Mm -hmm. Is it hydrogen? Nobody knows. Yeah. But I think while they are making V8 manual motor cars, Buy them. You should buy them because yeah. I just don't yeah. think that's going to happen for very long. Yeah. And whilst you can drive them, they may be outlawed in 15 years, we just don't know. But I think when they are, the ones that are left, that'll be the cars yeah. that people look back to and go, that's kind of the last of the dinosaurs, isn't it? Really? Absolutely. Right. We've got, we got two more cars to go, but before we do, because you brought up powertrains, I'm guessing that in the medium term it's electric, in the long term it's hydrogen. Yeah, I think you're yeah, probably right. I think so. You reckon? The thing is, I don't think electric cars are the silver bullet that everybody thinks they are. I think they're probably necessary... Halfway house to where yeah, we like need a to be. stepping stone to yeah. yeah the, I think the people final. are slowly realizing that, and there's a lot of conversation at the moment, especially within the political world, of outruling new cars, new fossil fuel cars by whatever they is, 2040. Or I think yeah. they brought exactly. it forward to like 2036 yeah, so now. Yeah, something like that. And it's you know, in principle, the idea, yes, it's a great idea. Nobody's going to deny that it's it's in everyone's interest to save the world and to reduce CO two emissions and blah 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 blah. Actually, there are some but idiots that do deny that. Well, there are you're absolutely right. Yes, yes, but yeah. they are probably the same people that think the world is flat and that like we didn't the moon. And it's not flat, oh. Paul. No, <laughs> but that, and but yeah, the, the thing with the electricity. Uh, the electric cars is we as a world just are not ready for it. it we can't produce the electricity in the way that we want to with the intention for motoring, which isn't just as harmful, if not more harmful, as running 
fossil fuel cars. Well, and also, Amy and I firsthand experienced range anxiety. Yeah, what was that like? Yeah. That mini, is that good? That was, so I really, I really enjoy yeah. it. But it's, I've it's got a lovely interior. Yeah, it's, um, it's really weird. It's like a, it's, it's, it's like a one pedal car, really, because you don't have to, like, use the brake, really, at all. And that's a really weird thing. So when I first started to drive down to, to, to pick up Andy, like, I had to relearn how to drive, basically, because I made myself feel a bit, like, like car sick, because I was, like, Look lurch, Andy. looking at Andy made me feel <laughs> sick. No. Yeah. It's a normal effect one of the, you have. One of the nicer things. What do you understand, guys, is in all of Andy's press shots, a lot of airbrush. <laughs> a lot of airbrush. Mate, it's essential. I know. Uh, look, well, we're I, in our I mean, 40s now, we need the airbrush, don't we? It's all oh, about the filters. And, and the rest, mate. You know, I mean, I've been saying that my face looks like a, a discarded tea bag for some time. <laughs> you can't say tea bag. We said there was a line. Oh, yeah, we've got over that. Where we yeah. go so with my the face chat. looks like wet bread. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to anyone that's offended by teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. It's a, it's a, it's a drink. Um, okay, so we've had... Anyway, range anxiety is real, etc. Yes. So we're saying, yeah, 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 hydrogen in the future. Okay. Um, so, Paul, what was the Mustang? Was it your family car? Was it your crazy car? Or was know, it your daily? You because you've got, you you got, your three, you got two choices to go. It's got four seats. I think I would then say... I think I would say get an Impreza. Get a classic Impreza, GC8. Okay. Probably 20 grand will get you a nice... What, Scooby? Yeah, a nice type R. That's one just Ooh, driving past a, yeah, a, a bit of <laughs> Because that, yeah. is your, that can do everything. That can also be quite practical. You can take it on track. Get the two-door one, because I think that's where the money is in those. And I think your last one for 20 grand, get a really nice classic 80s Hilux, total Hilux. Interesting. Good because choice. I like that. They're, you know, like the kind of Back to the Future, kind of mid-80s Hilux. Yeah. You get yeah, an no, all right one cool. for 20 grand now. And that is not only going to go up phenomenally, but... It's a great workhorse, isn't it? Yeah, and it's absolutely. never going to die. No, no, ever. It will outlive all of us. You drive in the winter, you look cool. That's that's my oh, three. I like that. I they're not good to drive, though, Paul. Like early Hiluxes. Yeah. They're mega. They're, they're, right. they're, they're yeah, cool. surprised. They're better than the contemporary Land Rover. Yeah, right? I have driven wow. one. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying this out of oh, I think you're not good to drive. I have driven one to oh, Spa. What, like an you know, 80s one. I've driven it. Yeah, I've driven it from London to Belgium. I did not enjoy it very really? much. Really? Yeah. Well, we didn't what, drive what the 1980s though? Hilux yeah, to Spa. Belgium. Kit, kit gear. It was, we were filming. 1980s? Really? Yeah, I believe it was. Was yeah. it in the 1980s? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of love if you were born in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back to the tunes. <laughs> I tell you, I, come on, it's not, an, it's not an arresting drive, is it? You're no, not but like, that's not what you have. Wonderful. You've got your Mustang and your Impreza in your three-car garage for your resting drive, okay. haven't you? So the Hilux is there, you know, go to Ikea. Get yeah. your pram in the back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you need back. to go off road, you can go off road. Yeah. All that, just everything. There's three car garages that does everything that you need. Right, Interesting fine. choices. Fine. Um, what would you have, Andy? What would you go for? Yeah. What for twenty grand? Yeah. Mm. I would try and find. I would try and find a nine nine seven. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's a good choice. That's would, the Mustang equivalent. You've yeah. Got, yeah, yeah like you could that. use it would, as a family car. I would do my best. Yeah. If that was achievable, I would get an old Defender. Good. good Probably choice. ninety. Mm-hmm. And Hilux is much better than Defender. If you if you actually want it to work, yeah, <laughs> and you want a nice drive. Well, there's not if you're in a Land Rover. The, I mean, have the, the warranty department, the service lads are so friendly, aren't they? You see all the time you spend. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. look, I, it's, it's an itch I haven't scratched. Is the Defender itch? And you've had a few. I've had all the cream. I'm seeing them again tomorrow, okay, so yeah. hopefully that'll get updated. <laughs> you know, prescriptions at this time of year are quite challenging. Oh, isn't it? Um, you have to send a photo of it now, and it's not quite the same, is it? Do you know what? I'll tell you what else, right? The silly one. You're all going to judge me so badly for this. But a blue MX5. Oh, I, well, I like that. That's cool. No, that no, is cool. Zero judgment for no, me. That's a good one. Which I've one, though? five MX5s. NA, yeah. NB, NC, or ND? Pop-up headlights or no pop-up headlights? I would probably ask either John Marco or Paul Cowan <laughs> which, I should, which I should get. 
probably the pop-up headlights. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a cool yeah. Yeah. What a cool car. Yeah. 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 There's one here, actually. It's very yeah. blue one. It's yeah, a, it's lovely. The blue, because that reminds me of when I was sitting my A-levels. Right. And I, I had a I had a bit of a I was a drummer, so I had a, a kind of van to chuck my kit in and all the rest of it. And I was very much in my head, do some gigs, buy a brand new MX five. That it's was not in my a very head. rock choice though, is it then? No, but I just I just seen, you know, I, I you know, I just really wanted one. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you very can't really cool explain cars. it. I just, just really think, yeah. wanted one and I was like, This yeah, this is yeah. it. This is what the this is what the gigging's for, to buy one of them. That was my that was my route into track days was a Mark One yeah. MX five. Just because it was the most affordable rear-wheel drive, brilliant chassis car you could get. Myself, good friend of mine, Al Clark, a group of about five of us all had MX-5s. And this was at a time where people were like, you bring an MX-5 to a track day, like a little hairdresser's car. And then you can outdrive outdrive people in M3s, in 911s. If you're a bit handy behind the wheel, they are so brilliant. Who's that guy at the Nürburgring bringing that yellow one? What's his... YouTube account. There's a guy who's got a yellow and a. I think it might be a 1.6 as well. I know. I know the videos. I can't. I and he goes running like eight something in the yeah, n- yeah. and just overtaking everything. He knows the track. He's a brilliant driver and he's got the car set up brilliant. He's got no power, but it's just all about momentum with those. Exactly. You can keep it rolling. I've t- finished many a lap at the Nurburgring where people have come over and said, "Me driving an MX-5, saying, what engine have you got in that? Like, yeah. Is that turbo? Or, no, it's just stock. It's, but of it, course, it's so." cheap and brilliant and chuckable that you do just end up throwing it around going woohoo have you had to get driving the, the new one yet yeah I, do you fit in it <laughs> yeah i can't get in it yeah i can fit just about does it ha- does it resonate with, with 100 beautiful it? car and um, the mazda whoever the engineering team are that are putting these mx5s together they are they should be given knighthoods they're just well they're getting lots of awards cars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so relieved. Actually, I thought you were all going to no, judge me really well. Not in the slightest. Epic choice. No, that the was best, a good choice. Best choice out of the three. Yeah. Just yeah. one that what better than a nine nine seven? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, more fun per pound. Cheap oh, to run. Heaps. Yeah. And you'd have yeah, yeah, way yeah. more fun on track with it. I think. Just wonderful. All right, go on then, lads. How much Let's can go I find get you one, one for? Because oh, I, d- I do genuinely want one. Mark I'm, ones are a funny one because for a while, yeah, for a while they were very cheap. I spent a thousand pounds on one five. Oh no, probably like ten years ago actually. Nowadays. You can get them. There are still some cheap ones. The problem with MX-5s, the idea is the better one to get is the imported version, yeah. which is the UNOS. Uh, slightly better. They didn't rust as badly as the UK cars. They've got sexy diffs, haven't they? They have. They come with a limited slip diff. Well. They've got a slightly larger radiator, which is, is better. Is steering wheel cooling. on the right side or the wrong yeah, side? On the right it's side, because it's Japanese. Japan. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you know why Japanese cars are so good and so unrusty? Go on. They use sparkling mineral water to clear the... Yeah. That's really? great knowledge. Yeah, there's amazing videos. If you look, they literally sprinkle like Evian effectively on the roads, and that's how they clear it. They don't use salt, and that's yeah. why the cars come over and they're mint. That's Absolutely, yeah. That's why Japanese know. imports are so Put it popular. On your interesting I'm going to say, fact. this is yeah. going to be yeah. my mildly interesting car fact. I'm yeah. going to use that one. And then here in the UK, we basically throw rock salt at people's cars, <laughs> which just eats them away. And then we think, so, why is my car rusting? Yeah. yeah. So sadly, with MX5s, yeah, you do, you, you will spend a lot of time battling rust but if you can find a nice imported one from japan i, I haven't really looked at the recent values but I, I i reckon they're probably three to four thousand pounds would get you I a think, tidy one yeah tidy one if you want a nice one maybe eight to nine but you'd still have changed much as that. yeah they really are mate on. Mm. i've wow. seen minters restored minters for 50 god i should have kept all of mine it's mad what they've got up to i'm now very tempted actually I'm let's really? find you an mx5 yeah, yeah, yeah that'd that'd be be fun. Fun. you know thing. daytime chat wages you could get a nice one yeah i could get 20. <laughs> day salary just, just yeah, this yeah. week yeah. day rate no problem at all this is appearance fee for a supermarket isn't it <laughs> <laughs> if you are opening a supermarket and you'd like Andy J yeah. please go to the Driven Chat website <laughs> <laughs>
find the next slide. It's a great voice. Right. Oh, look at this. So Steve, our director of production, who's sitting listening intently, has found a Mazda MX-5 Unos Mark yeah. One Roadster 1.6. It is the automatic, but that's not a problem because we can fix that. We can rip the gearbox out. Very easy to replace. Well, so you live in London, don't you, Andy? You want an automatic, really? 995. That's cheap. That is good. Why is that so cheap? Because it's going to need some welding, isn't it? Yeah. It might it's do. It's going to be hard. But there you go. Can you weld, Andy? Can you weld? No, of course. So, thousand pounds. Put up a shelf. Get a couple of grand to the side to fix all the bits that need to be fixed. Would you fix them for me for that? I'll have a go. Yeah, I'll do the gearbox swap for you. I'm not doing any rusty. What colour is it, Steve? Is it blue? Like a dark green. Lovely. They are brilliant. I do like a dark green car. British racing green cars are. Go on there. Let's have it. Let's have it. Do it. Nine nine five. Right, it's going by right now. Let's have it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I knew this was going to cost me money. <laughs> so far today, you've agreed to do a bike test. Yep. You've agreed to buy. I haven't agreed to do a bike test. <laughs> MX5. You're only two podcasts in. I know. Yeah, three, <laughs> what are we going to get for the rest of the day? I thought I was going to have to pay for a caffeine machine hoodie. I thought that was going to be my expense. <laughs> he, didn't, he was trying to put it through on his expenses. Just yeah. so if you want from the American, I was trying to put it through. I got a hot chocolate yeah. and I asked for a hoodie. And you I'm know that's benefiting kind if you keep that, don't you? What the hot chocolate? <laughs> no, the hoodie. <laughs> Tax advice on yeah. Driven Chat. By Paul Carlin. Uh, Paul, we're pretty much out of time, but Paul, tell me what's next, because you always have so much on the go. Can you what give us an exclusive? Um, well, we're doing Savage Hunter's Classic Cars. There's another two series of that that we're just finishing now. Brilliant. But I'm doing a new show with the lovely Helen Stanley. We love Helen. From Goblin Motors Garage. I can't unfortunately tell you what it's called yet, no. mainly because I haven't decided, or exactly <laughs> what it's about. It's about cars. It's got me and Helen in it. But think Kirsty and Phil... But for motor cars, ah, is, there, is there a massive layer of sexual tension between you and... Well, I think you said trying to engineer it in, but you know, Helen's obviously a very attractive young lady and I am quite daddish. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an inequality. <laughs> I think the person that drives a Getty was, was unavailable. <laughs> I was looking forward about to my that, TV though. career, but that's mainly in my CV, cheap and available. But, but it's worth saying, actually, and I know, I know we, we're, we're soon to wrap up, but it's worth mentioning. We had this chat on the phone earlier this week. You got into TV presenting by purely by accident. Yeah, fell into it, really. really. So I used to produce or kind of put together a show for Santa Pod, and my friend's TV production company made it. And it all started because Nick, who was the cameraman, said, mate, just when we edit this, can you just do me a bit on camera now? So when I'm editing it... What it is. Just explain what's going on, explain what's happening in this next scene, and when the voiceover guy gets it, then he can write a script from it. It's like, brilliant, no problem. So I just did a little bit to camera, this is happening, that's happening, this is why this is great, and he's on to the next thing. And it just left them all in. Mm-hmm. And they were in the show, and that was it. That's because you're good, mate. Natural. And then from that, Discovery saw that, that was my first Discovery show, and then from that, it's just all kind of snowballed from there, really. Amazing. Amazing. Well done, man. It's all a fluke. Long may the fluke carry on. Indeed. Because I think it's backed up with a lot of skill. Paul, you've been a really great guest. Thank you for your company today. Keep buying cars. And I hope we see you again very soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Love it. Love it. Um, You've been listening to Driven Chat. Listen, we would love you to share this with your friends. Spread the word. John, you tell them all about it. Yeah. Please do, as Andy says, tell everyone you know that would have any remote interest in listening to lovely conversation or car chat or both. Um, We absolutely love reading your reviews. We get a lot of entertainment from them. So please do, if you can spare a second or two, give that little fifth star a little click for us and then write uh, write some lovely words because we do like reading them. And yeah, get in contact with us as well on social media. Tell us you're listening. We're at Driven Chat on Instagram. We have our own Facebook page. We have our own YouTube channel. We have our own Twitter account. You name it, we've got it. Come and say hi. Do it. We'll see you next week. The Driven Chat podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com.
oh wow, you've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.